Long History, The Hunt for the Missing Captain, Part 3, The Found Captain and the Battle with the Portuguese. Hello everyone, welcome and how are you today? I hope you're well. This is Long History where we take source documents from history and split them up into chunks of around 10 minutes. If you want to hear all the detail and want to listen to all the bits that are usually edited out of history, well here's the place to be. And the document that we're looking at here, it tells of a voyage from New Spain, today's Mexico, across the Pacific to the Spice Islands in today's Indonesia. The crew are tracing the route taken by a previous expedition and they want to find out what happened on that previous voyage. There's been no news of those people for a year or two. This expedition took place between November the 1st, 1527 and around the 8th of December 1529, although there is a bit of a postscript which goes a few years into the future. This is episode 3 of a 5 part series, so don't forget to subscribe so you can be informed of the remaining episodes and if you haven't listened to it already I'm sure the first episode is just a few scrolls, clicks and taps away. And just a reminder that this document is directly related to another document we've covered on Long History. That was about another voyage headed by a man called Loaisa and here on Long History we called that voyage after Magellan. Now they're two completely independent voyages but they do meet each other so the details do overlap. So in a few instances it's a chance to see the same events from different points of view. Both documents, The Hunt for the Missing Captain, we're looking at here and After Magellan were exclusively translated for long history. So in the previous episode, Saavedra's fleet came across some men who had been left behind on the Philippine islands of Mindanao by Loaisa, that previous expedition. As such, they've already had a bit of news about this missing captain they're looking for, because they now know that some of the fleet made it this far. They will also know the fate of that expedition's leader. As the previous episode ended, the crew had sailed on to a small island off the coast of Mindanao. The local king has come and Saavedra has stated that he comes in peace to make friends. This episode begins with the king's reply. So this is The Hunt for the Missing Captain, Part 3, The Found Captain and the Battle with the Portuguese. He responded by asking what they wanted and the captain said he wanted supplies and that he would pay for them. He said that he could not give anything until peace was agreed with him. Once made, he would give him what he had. The captain asked the interpreter what was needed to make peace. He said that peace was made by letting blood from the arms. The blood that was drawn from one had to be drunk by the other and vice versa. The captain told him to come to the boat and not to be afraid and he replied that he wanted him to come on land, that it could be done there safely as they saw that he had his wife and children there. As the captain was about to go on land, seeing them landing fully armed and ready for war, they were told by him not to come with weapons but without them. It was feared that they would kill him or cause him some other injury as they were coming armed. So this was not possible and because he was ill and would not be able to defend himself from them, they should not jump on land but they should go to his boat and there he would send them all the supplies that they wanted, at his pleasure. The captain agreed and returned to his ship, and as there was nowhere to stop in the bay due to the great depths, he could not drop anchor, and, as it was, the wind struck to the northwest, forcing us to take sail and pass on ahead without being able to speak again with the king who was on land. We would have travelled ten leagues on this day. Leaving the bay, we came upon two islands, one called Candiga and the other Saragana, both of which are populated. 
One is a quarter of half a league from the other. Candiga is a high island with a round high mountain about three leagues round. The other is low, with some plains which are not very high. It is four leagues around and would be around three leagues from the island of Mindanao. These islands are at four degrees. We found a port at midday, but before we could lay anchor, some natives came out in a Caraloo's boat, about twenty people, and amongst them were two Spaniards with their hands tied behind them, naked to the skin, but for some rags. These were from the fleet of Commander Loisa. They arrived at the ship, the Spaniards greeting us in our language. They said, We are from the commander's fleet, and we have been captive here for some five months. They begged the captain for the love of God to rescue them and not to leave them there. Then the captain responded, Rest assured that, even though they ask for everything I bring, everything other than the ship itself, I will not leave you. Speak to the natives and say to them that I come in name of the emperor to make peace with them and that I require some supplies which will be paid for at their pleasure. They went back to land and the ship set anchor. The natives once again returned to the ship after anchoring with the same Spaniards and they spoke, saying that they would not give us anything until peace was made, which was done by drinking blood as has already been stated. The captain told them that one of them should come on board and one Spaniard would go on land and this was done. A Spaniard went on land and one of their natives stayed as a hostage until the Spaniard returned. And then, the following day, the king came and made peace and they brought us many supplies of hens, rice and wine from the land, and sweet potatoes, cloves and cinnamon. For these were given blankets and rich cloths brought from New Spain. We spent three days on this island, during which we rescued the two Spaniards. In order to rescue the same, we gave a bar of iron that they requested, and those said Spaniards told us that the Castilians were on an island called Tidore, in a fortress, and that they were at war with the Portuguese. They were 100 leagues from that island. We set sail with a northerly en route to the south. We continued for four days, always seeing populated islands. We arrived at the island of Terenate, where the Portuguese have a fortress. At midday, we saw some coracoras, which are boats from that land. There were three, in which came five or six Portuguese. One of them arrived at our boat and greeted us, asking where the ship was from. We replied that it was from Spain and that we came from New Spain. And without saying another word to us, they set sail and went to their fortress some ten leagues from us. That same day in the afternoon, three Cora Cora boats came to us from the city of Gilolo, where the Spaniards of the commander Loaisa had a fortress. They reached us and in each one came a Spaniard who asked us where the ship came from. We told them from Spain. They said they did not believe us, saying that we were mocking them, that we were Portuguese. We told them to take a look at our flag, which contained the arms of the emperor. We certified that we were Spaniards, as we said. Having sworn to them in every way we could that we were Spanish, they did not believe it. With fear, one of them came and entered our ship, and when he was satisfied that we were Spanish, he called the other two and they also entered. And when the captain spoke to them all, he found that some ten leagues from there was the captain Hernando de la Torre with up to eighty men from the fleet of the Commander Loaisa. 
Then one of the Spaniards left to give mandate and let our arrival be known to the captain. The two other Spaniards remained in our ship, and the other two Coracora boats with the natives went to inform the king of Gilolo, who was three leagues away. The following day in the morning, we saw a foster boat come with ten or twelve Coracora boats, all rowing because of the calm. These came from the island of Terenate, where the Portuguese were, and arrived at our ship. And, seeing them coming, the two Spaniards who had been received in our ship said to the captain that those men came to arrest him, or to sink the ship, that they knew these men, and they advised him not to let them arrive, and that they should be shot at with shots to warn them off, because if they came any nearer, they would take charge of him, and not he of them. The captain replied that he had not come to fight with anyone, nor to harm anyone, as long as they were of the same mind. And when they arrived, they greeted us and asked where the ship was from. We replied to them that it was from New Spain, and the captain who came in that ship, who was called Hernando de Vandai, told our captain to enter his boat. Our captain responded that he could go there in a rowboat, then he would do the same, and they could meet in the middle and talk. The other said that he wanted nothing other than that he come to his foster boat and our captain responded that he did not want to leave his boat. Then our captain asked if there were some Spaniards in that land, and those people responded that about seven or eight months ago a ship had arrived from Spain, and they had taken them to their fort and given them supplies and a cargo of spices, sending them to Spain. They would do the same with us if we went to their fortress. The captain said that if they went in front, he would go behind them. They said that they would only go if he went with them. And, seeing that we did not want to do what they said, they required us to go with them, and if not, the captain would be to blame for the resulting harm. Our captain replied that if there were no Spaniards on land, he would do what they said, but if there were any, he wanted to go where they were, because they were natives from his kingdom, and that was why he had come. They said that there were none in all that land. Then one of those two Spaniards said to one Simon de Vera, Why are you not telling the truth? And when they heard this, they headed to the stern and ordered the gunner to fire a stone cannon that they had on the stern. He opened fire, but God intervened, stopping it from reaching us, and the same happened with the other shots that they fired which didn't reach us. Seeing what they wanted to do, the captain ordered our artillery to fire at them, and we fired three shots at them, without causing them any harm because the fuster boat was small and very near to us, so we could not hit it. And at that time a sudden downpour hit us from the southeast, so we headed towards the port of the city of Gilolo, where the Spanish were. With the wind we managed to leave them aft, but they followed us, firing shots until arriving at the port. When we arrived, the Portuguese returned to their fortress, coming across a batel boat on the way, in which there was another captain with backup men and many weapons. They came back upon us and got within range so they could fire at us. They began to fight us, and we them. God willed that they would only shoot our mainmast once. They missed the lowered sail, and the ball fell on deck without harming anyone. They must have spent some three or four hours firing at us, and during this time... A fuster boat that our people had came to help us, sent by the captain Hernando de la Torre. When the Portuguese saw this, they retired, fleeing, and went to their fortress. 
Events quickly ramp up as the Spanish approach the Spice Islands. They find out from the Spaniards they have rescued that not all was well with the Spanish and that they were at war with the Portuguese in the area. When they eventually come across some Spaniards in the Spice Islands themselves, they finally find out what happened to Loaysa's fleet, but they do not find the captain they were searching for. Instead, the found captain is the captain who replaced Loaysa, Hernando de la Torre. Listeners to our series about the Loaysa expedition, called After Magellan, will know more details about the fates of both of these captains. So the Spanish are now in the Spice Islands, however, they have landed in the midst of a bitter squabble between the Portuguese and the Spanish. What will the men on Saavedra's boat do? Thank you for listening to the latest episode from Long History. If you've made it this far, I'm hoping that means that you've enjoyed the episode, so please, if it's possible, do like it if you can. This was The Hunt for the Missing Captain, Part 3, The Found Captain and the Battle with the Portuguese. Goodbye.